Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. You are hot, but don't post many thirst traps. Why? I am going to go ahead and say that this is already the most fun that I've had on a podcast. (laughs) Welcome back to That's a Gay Ass Podcast, a podcast that asks, whose fault is it that you're gay? It's me, Eric Williams, and uh, we're blessed to have Joe Dombrowski on this week. I've been manifesting his guest appearance. And it's a soul connection. You're going to hear from the jump. I have found my sister. This is um, this is the person that I feel most complete with besides my husband. You know what? Edit that out. My friends, thanks so much for coming back after last week's hiatus. I'm so happy to be back in your ears. Um, I will tell you that I last week talked about having my last therapy sesh with my straight male therapist. And I hope he's thriving. But I want to give you an update. I did have the consultation with the daddy, and after our consultation, which was, like, lovely, he had an accent, again, it was hot, he then proceeds to tell me he doesn't take insurance, question mark. I just don't get it. I don't understand how that's, like, a thing. Yeah, so I know, listen, if you are a therapist listening, I know you have a good reason. I think therapists are superheroes. But I think, like, you're being forced to do that because of the health industry. I don't know. But no, I'm not paying $200 a week. I love mental health as much as the next girly. But I also am not a Kardashian. So the update is that I met with the screenwriteress, who turns out has a license in California and New York. And she now lives on the East Coast, but can practice in California. And she is like a mom of all moms. And I'm obsessed. I love her so much. Her text messages did go off for the first 15 minutes over and over. You know, like that loud piercing ping that goes on your computer when you get a text message. It was 15 minutes of ping, ping, ping. And finally, I was like, because I'm not the one to rock the boat. I'm, again, the people pleaser who is afraid of not being liked. But finally, I was, like, trying to stand up for myself. And I was like, if you have to answer that. And she was like, ugh, I'm sorry, my daughter, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, she proceeds to give me brilliant advice about the trials that I'm going through. And she was amazing for the rest of the session. And so I was like, I'm giving her a second chance. I have my second session today. And she's just the tits. So I'm sticking with her. My, my East Coast mom, different vibe, and I'm, I'm loving it. 
We're going to get into this week's episode with Joe Dombrowski. You follow him on TikTok or Instagram, I am sure. He has literally over a million followers. Hilarious comedian, incredible teacher, such a light. And y'all, you know what to do. Tag him on social media if you like this episode. Give us a five-star review with a cute little love note. And when you hear this intro music, if you're not already followed or subscribed to the podcast, click that button. And join us for some really awesome guests we have coming up. On Instagram, we're at Gay Ass Podcast. I'm at Eric Wills. And enjoy this F. I love ya. First of fucking all, Mr. D is on. That's a G-A-P. That stands for Gay Ass Podcast. Um, can I ask you, Joe, when I pronounce yeah. your last name, I'm going to pronounce it perfectly. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Dombrowski. Wow. So it's so close. If you're going to do it perfectly, the W will just be a little bit more of a V. What? Yeah, Dombrowski. Oh, she's bilingual. Okay. She, she's got a little, little lingual something up in this puss. Is she, is she Scottish? What is Dombro- Dombrowski? It's Polish. <gasps> with the fun, yeah, it's, yeah, Polish. My yeah. great-grandparents are Polish as well. Are we related? You get out of here. I mean, with a name like Williams, babe, I was not going to clock you for that. I have identity crises upon crises. I'm, a, like, a Polish Jew with, like, the black male NBA basketball player name. Like, you mm-hmm. fully picture seven feet tall. So the other half of me, this is really weird, because I feel like I'm built like a Polak, but the other side of me is actually Italian, which <gasps> is this beard and the hair. I, this is a full-blown hair situation, babe. Wait, yeah. me t- wait, but I've got full hair sitch, but I don't think I'm Italian. I think it's just Jew. That's Jew. It is. It's a good hairy Jew. We love that. And you're not a Jew. You're just a Polish-Italian Christ Listen, here's the Christ other follower. thing not a jew um but do i get clocked for being a jew on the rag i sure fucking do and i used to live across the street from a a temple and they would literally and this isn't an exaggeration straight up stop me in the street and be like sir sir are you jewish and i was like honestly no but may i ask you why and 100 they were like the no so it's like i don't think this is acceptable (laughs) don't we love like our own people perpetuating (laughs) right i was like i don't know i like this is immoral i think i could cancel you but there's just something here that makes it okay but it's the non-jew canceling the jew for the jew saying something against jews it's very layered that's a very layered cancellation it was layered not like matzo though because that shit's flat so wow and that has a passive reference within the first two minutes of this app we love um i can i tell you something that's very uh vulnerable and truthful also did we just become best friends like vibing off the literally within two seconds of logging into the zoomerie i feel like we just knew each other for generations i do generations and generations okay yes tell me i never get nervous for guests on this thing but like something about you because i think maybe i knew we knew each other in a past life i was like i don't know i feel like there's something universal and scary but the second you came on i was like no no we are family and i actually had no reason to be nervy but the Mm -hmm. reason i bring this up is because i have all these things that i want to tell you about why i love you i'm so happy you're here but one of my questions i literally have bolded on my little paper is um speaking of you're like polishness hairiness i say you are hot but don't post many thirst traps why i am gonna go ahead and say that this is already the most fun that i've had on a podcast (laughs) okay literally that question is so perfect and i am shocked that i have never been asked it oh wow well call me cnn plus except don't because they just got canceled Little Miss Thing over here, she done did Nancy <laughs> Drew up on my gram, bitch. Okay, so listen, 
honestly, I'll be so real with you. The thirst trap, it's a dead art. It's a dead art. It doesn't, it, it's not to be had. And honestly, post it, bitch, post it, bitch. Do you feel better about yourself? I hope you do, but I don't need that validation because I got talent. Oh, oh, we're going hot takes so early on. Wait a minute. You're saying that the art form is dead. It used to be a thing. It's no longer there. And as a society, we have moved on. Do you shade people who thirst trap? Oh, absolutely not. And I'm so here for you and you doing your own thing. But this is the other thing that I have to say is, I earned my place in this field of entertainment without one ever. So wow. I can confidently tell you that my following is from my talent. Like, and I'm not, I'm, I'm, I really shouldn't have said it like that. I'm really not trying to say like, because other people post their strips that they only have, but I do have to say, I don't do that. And I am proud that I've had my following grow and continue to grow yes. without having. And to. you should be able to feel proud about that. Cause that is so legit and so great. And someone's going to come for me and I won't have it. Like I will come back. I'm from Detroit. Like, will as I tell we, you? Absolutely. Please. And as we like to say, all press babes, all press. <laughs> um, yeah. I do think that I've been gravitating further away from it because I realize when I want to post, it comes from a place of not positivity. It's more like, I feel like I'm a piece of shit. And then I post it in order to not feel like that. And yet here I am saying I'm not a piece of shit. And just because I have gorgeous set of hairy knockers doesn't mean that I need to show the world to make myself feel better when I know that they're there all the time. 100. And on the flip, do I enjoy the viewing of a thirst trap bitch do i ever do you want to see my discover page like it is <laughs> like that thirst traps and drag queens and comics i was gonna awesome. ask i was gonna ask thirst traps plus what it's drag queens and comics <laughs> yeah that's it that's me and food you know what i'm randomly getting recently on twitter is like of course porn but also in addition i'm getting like these are the five things you should focus on in your 20s i'm like i'm 32 um <laughs> it's like literally it's like eh, eh, eh. and it's like and I, I i'm like did i click on one thing one time that was telling me that i was sad and then i next thing you know the you algorithm did. is like confirmed two yeah yes and two other things one we're the same age wait when's your birthday one week from today. Happy early. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate Taurus coming through, coming in hot. I was going to ask. I was, you're a Taurus because you, I don't know anything. What's the leading personality trait? Stubborn. Stubbornness. Wait, I am married to a stubborn, but he is a queer. Wow. Um, mine's an a queer. Is he stubborn? But you're stubborn. He's a different type of stubborn. He's stubborn and he doesn't, He to make a decision, he needs to know always around the situation which i appreciate that quality about him could one interpret that as stubborn they could but beauty's in the eye of the beholder and then your stubbornness is more of like i am right and you are wrong yeah and my it that and don't you forget it <laughs> like, do, do you find that you usually are right tell me a time i haven't been exactly a studio audience <laughs> wait so uh, here's my question have you ever apologized it is hard for me. It is, and it has taken years. I am much better at it now. We just had this argument the other day because I was literally like, and he's like, anything, anything. And I was like, 
It yeah. can't. The, 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 the vowel and consonant sound cannot form in your throat. I literally, my in-laws were in town, which really elevated the drama of it all because I was having a, have you ever had an argument with your person in front of their parents? Because it really is a, um, a frightful experience. And also we were driving on a freeway. Long story short, we, we, we were having an argument about something so stupid. He was arguing that the Queen of England does not have a stressful job. That was the argument. And I was like, Matt, she has years and years of trials and tribulations to lead a country. And there's generations depending on her. And he was like, okay, she doesn't have any stress. She has a cushy job. And I was like, and then Matt's mom looked up her roles. He was like, actually, she, the queen does have the role of being in charge of the military. And I was like, that sounds pretty stressful, Matt. And then I was like, Matt, can you agree that you were wrong? And he literally couldn't form the words in his throat and his parents were watching. And it was a win, I would say, babe. Okay, listen, I am so here for Matt. Like, <laughs> tell me more. Like, tell me so much more. I mean, Aquarius, stubborn. Um, Where'd you guys meet? We... Say it down three. I'll tell you where I met Morgan. <laughs> One, two, three. Tinder. At an audition. Oh my God, you are gay. He, it was for a musical theater piece. People listening. You are the guest. I love you. And the Julius. It was for Fiddler on the Roof. He is a Catholic, though. So it was kind of a weird fuckery from God. I was like, really? I was trying to find a rabbi and you find me a blue eyed Catholic from Georgia? Okay, twist. But um, then- <laughs> yeah, the rest is history. Who made it? Wait, you met Who yours on it? Tinder? Tinder, yeah. Okay, where was good. the first date? It was at a pizzeria called Pizzeria Biga in Royal Oak, Michigan. Wow. Yeah. Did you kiss after the first date? No, we didn't kiss after the... Like, this was like so foreign to me because I was literally like ready to throw it back. And we <laughs> didn't kiss until the third day. <gasps> was it a makeout? Yes. And he told me too. He was like, I was not going to continue if we didn't. And I was like, oh, bitch, I'm so glad. Mm-hmm. Were you reading his signals as like maybe he was... W- were you both like wanting to be slow because you knew it was real or were you like yes mm-hmm. yeah uh-huh. and i was like i don't know how so much slower i can take this so then we just like went at it and it was fantastic but uh, yeah no, i i also, get that it was like hitting all the marks like it was hitting all of the marks like on our second date we wrapped nikki back and like come on oh like, so you was... knew you had banter you knew you had like-minded sillies and mm-hmm. then cut to date three you knew you had the sexual tench yeah, and I was like hella attracted to him. Okay, funny story. Um, well, your Jewish mom, my mom's not Jewish, but like could be. Sure. Is your Jewish mom skeptical of quite literally everything? <laughs> I mean, of course. I mean. Oh, same. My Italian mom is like, nothing's real. Like I helped an old woman in the middle of the street because she fell and I came in and my mom's like, could have been a trap. You <gasps> didn't know. I was like, stop it. Okay, I'm obsessed so- with in her mind of what the trap could have been from a nine-year-old woman, but continue. But so when I showed her Morgan, like before we had actually met, she's like, it's not real. He's too cute. He's This isn't real. And I'm like, okay, first of all, <laughs> bitch, like, what are you saying about exactly? Me? You are shading about 12 people in this scenario. <laughs> yeah. You being one of them. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so wait a minute. So then she, she finally came on board after a certain amount of time. And she was like, okay, he's not going to steal your she credit. She met him. Oh, when she met him. Yeah, that took a while. But yeah. Oh my God! It's you know what we're all doing what we can in these relations. I mean, I I do wanna I do wanna bring up though that in our early email correspondence, you were emailing from Spain of all places. Was she on vacation or was she what was happening there? She was on a little vacation. Um, Morgan actually used to live in Spain for a short period of time in his their mm. life, and we went and it was fantastic. Did I think I was gonna get engaged? Sure, fucking did. Did I get engaged? I didn't. 
Um, and it's funny to talk about now because he said, you know, I was thinking I'd tell you that it wasn't going to happen here. And I was like, well, here's the thing. Why are you telling me this on the last day? Of oh, being here? no. Mm, did I have a moment? Did. Did you get a manicure like the day before? Sure did. <laughs> and, and like when he told me that, I just started peeling it off. I was like, OK, whatever. This is I'm picturing anyway. four inch long. Just like like your both of your faces are on each nail um god that's devastating but you know what i find like actually this is a great question about gay queer couples and engagements i find like there aren't as many traditions that we can like lean on in terms of like usually the guy does it to the girls like what we've been told and ours was complicated too like we knew we wanted to get engaged but didn't know how and matt was like very specific about like he didn't want to be in public. He didn't want to boo, 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 But also he like didn't need to decide who between the two of us was going to do it. So I was like, I'm going to do it. And so then I went to do it. And he, of course, I try to make it like a surprise. He knew the entire time. We subway to a specific spot in the West Village. We walked together. And the whole time we were pretending to be normal, we both knew we were about to get engaged. Do you want to be caught by surprise or are you okay knowing it's about to happen? Matt, I'm like, I'm feeling this Matt energy so hard because like that's sort of Morgan and I am the exact opposite. I'm literally like, it's on you. It's on you. And it's because I have commitment issues and I need to know that you have chosen to me and this is on you. That's what I need. And um, also there are like some guidelines, but not many. Like I'm like, I do not want it absolutely not to happen at a show. If you take me to Disney World, it's not, I'm not, I won't get married to you. Um, And then I do not want a flash mob by any means. I'll shoot myself and also make it unique. And he's like, what is that? I'm like, yeah, yeah, figure it out. You're like Tim Gunn. You're like, make it work. Um, wow, that I I can't wait to find out what it is. I think it's going to be good and meaningful. It just knowing him, he's the most thoughtful person I've ever met, and so is every single member of his family. There, like you, okay. Do you want to like sob in each other's arms for a second? Please. There's this pottery place here in Washington. We live in Seattle, by the way, and um, there's a little island just north of the state of Washington. We go there every once in a while. We took his mom there like two years ago. And I was like, oh my God, I follow this pottery place here. I've been such a fan of their work forever. I bought like a few small things and like, I just really enjoy the the pottery that they have. And like two years later, it's Christmas and I open it and she like bought me like their special edition, like, and I was, I like almost cried in front of the whole family. I was like, literally this, like my, this is the most thoughtful thing. Like my mom got me a whisk. Like (laughs) (laughs) that gave me chili. Isn't it? Go on. And then his sister sends us like a card every pride. Like, they're the most What's wrong with these people. Why are they people? so perfect? They're so, oh God, I love his family. So you met him in Michigan or do they live in Michigan? They don't live in Michigan. They're from North Carolina. I also got a Southern Whoa. Yeah. Does your seven accent? Does man have an accent? He definitely, I'll be like, here's a great story. We have a friend named Emmy, which already is question mark. I'm kidding. <laughs> we love her. Um, but um, <laughs> he, he was like, yeah, I'm going to introduce you to my friend, Amy. And I was like, pardon? He's like, my friend, Amy. I was like, I'm so sorry. Are you saying... <laughs> Emily no Amy I was like Emmy he's like yeah Amy I was like okay it's Emmy um you are pronouncing that also pass me the um uh, the pen I'm sorry we don't have pins here 
the pen. No, it's the it's it's the oh the pen. And then we have like dumb fights because I'm like shading his accent, but like oh, it, it is an accent. I mean, and I don't think it's a bad accent. I think it's quite lovely, but. You're also saying things wrong. <laughs> right. So his family, like most of them don't have accents, but his nieces do because they're like a true product of North Carolina. Sure. So I said to one of his nieces, just like, she's five for like making food. And I was like, what, what's your favorite food? She goes, cornbread. I was like, what? She goes, cornbread. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is so funny. I love the big eyes. Like, yeah. hello. Did I stutter, bitch? She did. And I was like, oh, she said her favorite food's cornbread. And then Morgan's <laughs> sister's like, yeah, she like fucking loves cornbread. <laughs> cornbread? <laughs> um, what about, speaking of cultural randomness, you named your dog Mackinac, which I find to be stunning, Um, but it feels Michigan-centric, but I don't know what it means. Sure is Michigan-centric. So he's actually named after a bridge and an island. So Michigan, I don't know, I'll give you a little bit of geog. Um, it's in two parts. There's the upper peninsula and the lower. And right where they connect, there's a small island called Mackinac Island. And fun fact, you cannot drive a car on the island. It's all <gasps> horses. Um, pretty cool. Pretty unique. Um, there were, there was a movie shot there. This can't be true, but I think it's sleepless. You're in like Seattle. it's called Unsolved Mysteries. Um, no, go on. <laughs> right, no, sleepless in Seattle. I think there was a scene in Sleepless in Seattle that was filmed at Mackinac Island. Like, I'm gonna do some fact checking later. But anyway, the two peninsulas are then connected by the Mackinac Bridge, which is big, beautiful, and fantastic. So I named him Mackinac. I find that amazing. And listen, if anybody here listening has not seen this goddamn dog, I have such a softness for golden retrievers. I yeah. grew up with ones and then once they died we got a new one i want to ask you a really important question that's really not about you should i get a dog one million percent we've been literally having such strong debates about it because we love dogs i grew up around dogs mac grew up with a dog all of our friends have dogs but we've been wondering about the commitment of it all and like I know when you go out of town, like maybe your like your man is back with the dog a lot of the time. But like, do you, is it is the commitment worth the drama? So I have to tell you this: it's golden retriever or bust. That's it, because that makes it so much easier. Matt came on auto good. Never knock on wood has never chewed anything except for his toys and doesn't even have a desire to. Is that the past tense for chew? Chewed. Oh, I thought you said tune with an N. I Fuck. think I did say tune. I'm going to say tune from now on. I want you to because that sounds so, yeah, so like... Bridgerton. Yeah. And yes, he never mulch. tune on anything about our, our quarters. Yes. And everyone's like, is that the word? <laughs> but we believe you because we don't want to ask. Yeah. Wow. I mean, Goldens are it. They're it. Do you find that people want to cancel you if you didn't get a Golden from a from a, a shelter? Is this a bad question? Are you mad at me? Oh, I'm not mad at you, but I am ready to go in. Please. Especially here in Seattle, people are like, did you do it the right way? I'm like, what's the right way, bitch? Because here's <laughs> the thing. One, I know my life and I know how busy we are as humans. I know what it takes to have a rescue animal. Do not argue me. It is harder. And I don't have that amount of time. I have this amount of time and I'm not going to not have a dog because this is the amount of time I have. Also, breeders have this like insanely bad rap, which I understand because there are puppy mills. There are people who are taking advantage of the situation to get a purebred dog. Did I do that? I did not. I did full 
thorough research, have an AKC bred dog. I went to the breeder. I almost didn't even get a dog because you have to apply and they have to approve you to be gifted with one of these animals. It is a process. On top of that, did we adopt a pit bull puppy from the Detroit Humane Society when I was a child? We did. Did it attack me in my face, which is why I wear this beard every here day? Sure is. So before you know about me, check your opinions and come correct. And check the fucking scar, my goddamn chin. I feel like we need to have a recording of what you just did and have drag queens lip sync to it in gay bars across the country. That was a <laughs> manifesto, babe. I could like literally see through the filter like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know the with, a, with, a, with a dog with a golden retriever tail behind her. Right. Um, wow. I think I listen. I think the biggest point that you make that I agree with is that there, of course, are the bad people doing the mill of it all, doing the dog uh, markets, doing the boop, 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 boop. But there are very conscious I always get confused with conscious and conscience. Conscious ways to do this dog business. And you cannot deny that a golden retriever is heaven on this earth. 100%. And literally, again, like on auto good. Like took him a day to figure out the house. Doesn't poop and pee in the house. Was whined in his crate the first night. That's it. Slept <sighs> through the night every single day there on. And I then love I, you, Mac. So do you want to like cry for a second? He's at boarding school right now he's been there for two weeks he comes back next week because max will be a therapy dog and we are going to take him to um we're gonna take him to hospitals to read to like little kids and also we're gonna take him to like courthouses for kids who have to testify to like be with him before they oh have to my like, do that God. they have to like relive so much trauma you know okay i want someone to come after you for having a golden and watch you walk through hospitals like with children like weeping because they love max so much like there's nothing they can say. And yeah. if they want to try, I'd be, I would love to see that battle. I would Celebrity Deathmatch. Truly. Wow. I, God, this is, we, I think Mac is an icon, a legend, and the moment. <laughs> Mac and all is the moment. Um, I do want to get to the famous podcast question, which is Mr. D, Joe, whose fault is it that you're gay? Who do we blame, babe? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. 
For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Oh, for for me, it's the Janen. So I have a an uncle who's gay. So it's like in our blood. The Janen. Oh yeah. my god! I rarely hear about gay uncles. Go off and go on. Let me hear. My gay uncle is probably one of my best friends. We vibe so hard. We did not when I was younger because I was a what bitch, and oh. and through that we just like connected, and it's so awesome to have him in my life because I learned so much about like gay culture from like how you learn how like straight people learn from their families like about culture like I'm also learning from a family member about gay culture and like you Mm. don't have that same so many people don't have that same opportunity which is so cool on top of that he (laughs) owns a bar in Chicago in the middle of Boys Town (gasps) <gasps> you're so, kidding me yeah and i used to live a block away so you you really won the lottery with that born into like gay bar royalty yep. and also my my straight brother lives in chicago but i will be forcing him to go to your uncle's gay bar i have so many questions here first question is mom or dad's side who is he the sibling of my mom's side and my oh, mom is it. actually getting on a train tomorrow to go work at his bar because they're having a golden girls brunch so he recruited his sisters to come cork the champagne and do the door and they were like we're in <laughs> i'm speechless they're like I'm all so... in their 60s just like running golden girls brunch i'm like you guys didn't know he got you because you're golden girls <laughs> <laughs> he got you because you're old right. um uh, uh, okay, so mom side brother Golden Girls event at the bar. Um, when did you stop becoming a bitch? Uh, probably post college. Post college. Oh wow! Yeah. So a late bloomer, if yeah, you will. Yeah, so probably like twenty one. Is that when you came out, or was it not related? No, I came out twice. So once when I was fourteen, and then like another, and then like isn't being gay always having to come out? constantly the coming out is constant so like, i broke I, a towel in half that yeah. was the bridesmaids um yeah no it's constantly constant so what was the 14 why did you have to do it twice was it to the same people or to different people so the 14 it was like friends and people at school and then like eight, seventeen, eighteen, it was to my parents and my mm. family and then in college i went to college and i was just like full-blown gay i was like nobody's ever gonna think i'm straight ever and then just like lived my life and then once you get your first job, especially being a teacher, I actually went back into the closet because you have, as a teacher, it's like really hard. I have like, I'm a big thing for gay teachers. It's hard because there's so much stigma around pedophilia, mm. which is just wrong and disgusting. Cause I believe that if you want those who have the passion and the patience to be able to teach the youth of America need to be in those positions. And how are we as a country going to turn people down who have the desire to work for peasant scraps to serve America's kids? But yet yeah. that's what it was. So I was literally scared that I would lose my job. Could I have? I absolutely could have if like the wrong person said the wrong thing. So I, yeah, I went back in the closet and like 
was not myself for probably like another three years in the classroom. Wow. Were you kind of butching it up or just not being uh, sick? Maybe. a Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is such a crazy look into like the things that you have to uphold as a gay person, especially like all you want to do is your passion of like, which is a very like noble amazing passion to have a good teacher as you clearly know and i clearly know it is such we all remember the best teachers we had and the fact that people it's just like when you when people used to and still think that gay people can't be parents and you're like do you know how many shitty straight parents are out there and how many gay people will be and would be incredible parents and yet because of your somehow flawed way of thinking you're saying that this impossible job should only be done by good and many bad straight people i find it makes no sense when did you start was the ellen video was that like had you been ganging it up a bit before then or was that like the the precipice of it so to answer that i kind of have to go back a little bit further so i had been doing comedy um i started comedy the same year i started teaching um and that was just kind of like to for supplemental income to like put gas in my car so i could or buy groceries or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And while I was doing comedy, I was definitely still gay and talking about gay stuff and doing gay stuff. But then I would like wake up the next morning and be like this different person again. Is that a concept for a TV show that I'm trying to pitch? Maybe, but like, let's say this. Sure. So then when that, then traction before the video started to pick up in comedy for me. And I had a little bit of a name going on and like things were going well. And then I went out on stage to do my shit and um, there were parents from my classroom there. And I was like, what do I do? So I was like, I can either like switch up what I do and maybe bomb or I can like keep with my material and see what's up. And I just kept with what I knew worked and they loved it. They were like, oh my God, you're so funny. We know who you were talking about. Like, it was so great. And then they brought more parents back the very next week. And then it just started to spread. So then I had coworkers coming and then my boss came and she pulled me into my own classroom and was like, I just want to let you know you have a gift and you need to do something with that. And I was like, holy fuck. And then she like gave me time off. Like if I was asking to like take a Friday off so I can get to a gig and stuff that was across the state. She was like, yep. And it was a blessing. So then I started to get a little bit more, just a little bit more dabbling, you know, mm -hmm. they'd be like, do you have a wife? And I'd be like, ha ha, like, I don't even have time for myself. Like that sort of thing, you know? Um, and when that, when I recorded that video, the spelling test, I definitely dropped some gay bombs because not intentionally, but because I'm being my full self in that video. Right. Like I incorporated things that I like also and that I'm into because you find inspiration on how you live your life. And that's how I lived mine. And I actually got in trouble because one of the first news articles written about the video was from a UK um, news company called starbooty.com. And the article was handsome gay teacher pranks class. And my boss, a new boss at the time, pulled me in his office, printed out the article, slid it across the table. And he goes, what do you think about this? And I said, I think the UK thinks I'm handsome. What you, <laughs> like, what do you think about it, bitch? Yeah, what like, do you think, babes? Yeah, no. So is there anything happening here? And it was actually a political nightmare. They hired a, they hired a strategic 
crisis manager <gasps> to work with me to teach me how to answer questions if they asked me about being gay and stuff. And I was just like, this is not, this isn't it. This is not it. And the crisis being that you are a homosexual. Um, wow. The, all those stories are fucking insane. I mean, like, I got chillies thinking about mm-hmm. the parents going, about the principal being such an angel. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like this principal is one of the people we can thank for what's happened. Like, Honestly, truly. Truly. Yes. I love... Is it a woman? It is. Yeah. I love her. I love her so much. I, 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 I know that there are some good straight men out there and a lot of straight male teachers we, I mean, we of course love. I had... One of the reasons I'm gay, I've never really publicly said this, is I had a library teacher in elementary school and I found a picture of him recently. He is still so hot. He is still daddy. I don't know what sexual feelings I had as a literal 10-year-old, but they were there and I can still picture his baby blue eyes, the tuft of hair that would come out of his polo. Oh, He was just so sweet, generous, and his name was also Joe if that means anything it does mean anything i do remember i remember my fourth grade teacher too and i remember um we had a pool party at the end of the year and he like surprised everybody and he showed up and we were like oh my god he's here and the dads threw him into the pool like as a <gasps> Thank joke you, dads. and he like took off his shirt and i remember being like he is so hairy and like mm. i have like a little baby boner this is crazy <laughs> little baby boner <laughs> right. yeah there's so i mean i'm literally picturing like kickball and he had, took his shirt off for some reason and i like, yep. remember seeing the hair on his nipples and i was like wow a that's a thing and b wow yep fuck <laughs> awakening I mean, truly, there's, uh, we, we love our gay teachers, we love our straight teachers, we love our women. Um, something that kind of triggered me on your social media recently is that you are in a house hunt right now. And, oh, um, God, <laughs> I just, I don't want to uh, turn over this devastating leaf, but like Matt and I would like to own a home in, at, at one point in this life that we live. And we did famously move to one of the most expensive places to live in the country, which is Los Angeles. Um I do think it's going to happen for us, but from what your story is telling me, you just put in your, what, fifth offer on a house? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a, we're also in one of the most expensive areas of the world. Too, right, right? Seattle, Seattle is crazy. <sighs> unbelievable. It's unbelievable. So, funny thing, the offer before this that we didn't get was we were out we we put in a very competitive offer like well over asking like we were like we got a good chance like let's go um and then actually in seattle you do your inspection before you actually put in your offer which is weird and you like fully pay for it it's like crazy so we went to put in our inspection there were five other inspections happening at the same time and i was like first of all this is criminal because why why didn't like the realtors be like hey y'all want an inspection why don't you guys just split it and get one that's bullshit so we got the inspection. We're like, we're going to go crazy. Like we went to the tippity top of our budget. We got beat out by an offer that had an unlimited escalation clause, which meant they were going to get it. No, like absolutely no matter what. And it went to, it went to this point of buying that I look at it. And I'm like, this house is so not worth that much money, but people like have it. I'm like, what fucking oil land did your family happen to colonize because this is not this is not actually they're rupaul's niece and it's fracking money i know it's (laughs) fucking crazy so i now whenever we go to see a house and there's other families there i'll say to morgan i was like is this where the old lady died like that's crazy (laughs) 
Yeah, I heard the curse was nuts. Um, <laughs> I, I I can't believe I have how... to write that down. That was really funny. <laughs> to please, please, I when I do voice memo, voice notes um, amongst friends, it is devastating. But <laughs> this is a safe space. I cannot believe that things are going over like hundreds of thousands of dollars over asking prices. Oh yeah, and like, and then you look at the you look at the house and you're like, I'm so sorry it's a one bedroom half bath. Like you oh. have to shower at the YMCA. It is. I do want to say a story that my friends who listen to this podcast, they bought a house in LA very close to where we live. And when they bought it, it was like, she needed work. She yeah. needed some work, but like, obviously I trusted their vision. Cause they're the type of gays that like have design. I long story short, they turn her around. It is so stunning, but they bought this right before the pandemic started. And I think if they had done it now, it probably would have been literally like 400 K more than they paid for. Like something like it's so crazy and they already paid a great number for it. It's just like, it makes me think that I have to wait to be filthy rich before I can do anything. And it is dumb, too, because, like, yeah. we don't not make money and we're still not a contender. I'm like, this is bizarre. If you had to, for whatever reason, move to a different place in the country, is there any place you have as, like, a, cl- a close second? So, uh, like, we, we talk about going home and then, but, like, we're super kids-oriented. Orient- like, we even asked each other on our first date if we wanted kids and, like, we both very fully do. And, like, I can't see raising kids in Michigan or North Carolina, like, where they have to, like, skirt around talking about their dads. Like, I can't. Yes. I, yeah, so it's like. Oh, my God, that's exactly how I feel. I, I, it's controversial because Matt's family is in Atlanta, which I know has a lot of gay people and we've talked we we want kids as well and like i'm open to the idea of us being there at some point in our lives but i do again have that problem of like i don't want to feel a nervous to like hold matt's hand somewhere or b like you're saying trying to make the other parents feel okay about or like I and the thing is I know everywhere in the country is like that and I'm not shading Atlanta because I really do love it it's just my own midwestern upbringing of like things that had happened and have happened and have having lived in New York and LA where I at least know I'm surrounded by homos it's like that at least gives me some comfort versus just the risk of having to go out of your way just to make sure your kids are protected against the baddies. Well, and that's the thing too. Like even like when we go to parent teacher conferences together and we show up, like I at least want to know that there's other gay couples in the school. Okay. I don't need to show up and be like, explain this to everybody and everyone asking questions and like talking to us. I'm just like, I listen, girl, like I don't have the time. Like literally this baby was born in a Petri dish and I cannot explain science (laughs) to you. Like not right now. Like shut up. Like I already teach biology. I don't want, I don't have the time for sixth period. Can you imagine the questions you're going to get when, when you have kids? I mean, I just know like, it's not, it's his, the real dad. Okay. Yeah, well, it's like, uh, uh, I can't, I can not wait. And that's the thing too. So like, do we talk about other areas? We do, but we're like, what is another area? And then like for the old, the other part, the other layer is that 
we need to be somewhere that makes sense for both of our jobs. And like right. for me, Seattle's not a hub for my career as is. It's got a decent comedy scene, but it's not great. So if I'm right. going to move from here, it's got to be better or equal. And what's equal? I don't fucking know, but it's either New York or LA and neither of us want to be there. Yeah, it's it's so layered. I mean, have you ever thought about... Sh- not, this is not a brainstorming session for where you... Because you're going to get a house in Seattle. I know this is going to happen. Me but too, me I, too. I have had a fantasy of Chicago just because like... Yeah, I, cool I lived city. in Chicago for a minute. I have family there. We've definitely talked about it. But let me tell you what, done with snow. Oh, you're right. You're right. What was I thinking? I yeah. Now that I've had a taste of West Coast, I'm like, right? it's, it's Same. undone. Same. Snow is canceled. Um, You do have a, one of your jokes about, speaking of like parent-teacher conferences and, and teaching, a joke about dads uh, dropping in your DMs. Please tell me at least one time you've had flirtations from a dad. Once. <laughs> <laughs> I am readjusting myself in my seat because I need to move to the bigger butt plug that I have at the bottom here. Um, (laughs) With a tail. (laughs) With a tail. Wait, do you have any yummy stories? Yeah, I had one where, so one time it was a, I saw a straight dad at a bar with like a group of gays and he like totally tried to like skirt around this. And I was like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. So that divorce you recently got was why? Like, uh (gasps) uh-huh. Uh huh. And then another time there was a gay dad um, and he had twins and neither of them were in our class, but we matched on Grindr and we're like, like sort of just like playfully chit chatting. And I didn't know, like, I didn't know. And then like it was parent teacher conferences and I was outside my classroom, like waiting for the next parent to come in. And then he came walking down the hall and I was like, no, it was like a movie. And then like his twins who I did know, like went, ran up to him and were like, dad. And he was like, looked at me and he's like, hey. And I'm like, what is happening? Time was moving so slow. It was like- I was going to say it's eyes. all slow motion. All yeah. did, did, How did he look in person? Fantastic. Fantastic. And then also too, we were like, we like kind of like locked eyes a little bit. Like, you're not going to say anything. You're not going to say anything. We were all kind of like, it just- the gay nonverbal communication is the best unparalleled. Uh, unparalleled. unparalleled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was crazy. That was crazy. I have such a daddy thing. I have such a handsome father. I have. I mean, it's been since. I don't know what trauma is the source <laughs> of it, but whatever she did, she it, it she did it right. I do want to ask a famous podcast question, which is Joe: If the world was ending and you could only save one character actress, <gasps> who would you save? Oh, oh my God. The pressure is on. I would have to say I would save Whoopi Goldberg because, (gasps) yeah, because literally I would just be like, I saved you. So now I need you to be Sister Mary Clarence at all times, (laughs) at all times. Joe, you don't know that the last question I ask on this podcast is what is the best Whoopi Goldberg film? And you literally (laughs) just answered it right there. Sister Mary Clarence, you would save Whoopi. And you know what? Whoopi, hopefully knowing she was saved as the only character actress, would then do another film and we can get... I mean, they are doing Sister Act 3, I'm hearing. Wait, 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 wait. We are on the same page. So we've been hearing it for too long. I don't exactly like I I feel like at one time we were hearing that Raven Simone was going to be Sister Mary Clarence like but that's there's not even that was like in 2002 I mean it truly has been decades and 
Yeah, nary a teaser. Although it gives me some hope that Hocus Pocus is being made. It as is. Like, a new, like that to me is like, okay, they're, I think they're in production. Like we at least can know that that is happening. So maybe the Sister Act, what's it called when it's the third? Trequel? The tr- Sister Act Trace. Sister Act Trace? Yes. What if what if they do the most devastating plot line where it's like <laughs> it was like Penelope Cruz. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I will follow him. Um oh my god. Well, whatever they do, it it just needs to happen. I don't want to dis- dissuade any Sister Act 3 writers who are listening to this. Please make it. Please. And then you know what? When it does come out, you're coming back on this podcast oh, and we're going to have to absolutely. we're going to have to unpack. So can I actually change the course of this podcast? I'm going to ask you what the best movie Goldberg film is because I can't wait to vibe with this conversation. It's Sister Act 2 Back in the Habit is the it, best Whoopi Goldberg film. It is it's Sister two. Act 2. It's 2. Is it? Oh. oh, Joe, are you one? I think I am. Just Okay, we it's yeah. it's a it's a it's an okay topic to discuss and I you were I here for theory. the Lauren Hill moment. I get it. Like, yeah. Yeah, but... I mean, Jennifer Love Hewitt did nothing, and yet she did everything. I think that Alana Ubach, who is the mom in uh, Euphoria, she having her cameo in there. I think Joyful Joyful is unparalleled. I think Oh Happy Day, I can still hear the high note. I think choreography. I think opening up in a mega mix of a Las Vegas showgirl show, giving costume changes, showing men in tiny little onesies with their huge muscles i think um yeah lauren hill i think it is to me the better one but i also have a theory which is that it became my favorite when i was literally like 10 years old and it it never stopped and so my i think when people watch them now i think what i'm hearing is that they're saying that one holds up a little more or like maybe is a little better but I, why is it why is number one your your favorite i just like the like having the original sister mary clarence mm. like the whole von cartier like situation and then like knowing that drag queens have made their last name von cartier because of the first one not the second oh like, legacy it's just like so and then there's like the mobster it's just like so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the moment. And then, of course, the I Will Follow Him is probably the most iconic movie moment, not only in gay history, but straight up cinema history. It straight up is. Now, with all of that said, we can agree, number one best Whoopi Goldberg film is between both of these movies. Yeah. Then why is the most quoted thing to ever come out of my mouth, Molly, you're in danger, girl. I was... I I mean, it's because it is gorgeously quotable, but like, let's... what If we could pick from Sister Act 1 or 2, what would be a quote... See, it's so succinct. Molly, you in danger, girl. It's what Molly, you in da- It's five words. Yeah. Is there a five-word quote from the Sister Act movies that we there, can say? It's not five words. This is the quote. What? That's it. <laughs> That's a full, yeah, full high note. One of mine would be, I am not, nor have I ever been a Las Vegas showgirl. <laughs> I am a headliner. That's the last line of Sister Act Two. It's a little more than five. If you want to be somebody, if you want to go somewhere, you better wake up and pay attention. Then... You can't get better than that. But you're right. Molly and Danger Girl is the number one whoopee quote. 
that. Can I give a shout out to someone who listens to this podcast and is a friend of mine and a huge supporter? He is also named Joe, and he just went to New York because he's he, The View is his favorite show of all time, oh. and he loves Joy Behar. And The View did a whole package on him. They did like he's been watching The View for f- fifty eight years, and like did a whole thing, and he like got to meet Joy. And I just want to say like that could not have happened to a better person and joe this is a big joe podcast today and we love you joe I joe we love that. that big j energy babe i love it big j energy um i will say speaking of big j energy this joe in front of me today i do think that you put it into the universe on social media today you need to host kids say the darndest things i think it we need to make this happen because you are what this nation needs I think you will end wars. People ask, they're like, are you coming for Tiffany's gig? And I'm like, I'm not coming for it, but she can't do it forever. Like she's going to move on in her career. And I'm happily happy to wait and take it, take it when it's done. But I have been, this has been my dream for years. And I've actually never put it out there. Like I've never really spoken it out loud. I've always been like super hush hush about people and keeping that in. And I don't know what it was. I woke up this morning and I was like, just type it out, just manifest it, put it out there because manifesting has very much been working for me over the years. I'm like, then why am I not manifesting the one thing that I really, really want? Joe, I needed to hear that because I've been really trying to manifest and it has been working to a degree, but I think I need to really put the pedal to the metal and put the manifestation uh, as the next destination because... How do you manifest? Do you is it like writing on paper, reading it, just saying it in your head a lot of the time? Like, what is your manifestation? There's um, two. Routine? There's two. Um, one, I just like say it and I believe it, and I say it and I believe it, and then the other is like I act it out. So, like a big example is like there was a time in my career where I knew I had the time to headline, and I wasn't given the opportunities to headline out of Detroit. So I mm-hmm. had my best friend pose as my manager and call and get me booked. To me, it wasn't a lie because I had the time. And if you got me booked, like I, I was able to provide exactly what you needed to. And because someone took us seriously and gave me a night and I sold it out, it opened the door to so many other things. And I manifested that like, I am a heavy hitter, give it to me. And I got it. Like nobody's in your corner except for you. So oh, yes, sirree. And also you manifested, but you also... You knew your worth, which I think when you combine manifestation with knowing what you are capable of, I think that makes you unstoppable. And unfortunately, it's taken me a little longer than I would have liked to know that combination of manifestation plus like what we deserve. Because, for example, I talk about it a lot because it is like I think as people with anxiety and just like imposter syndrome of stopping myself from doing certain things I said it to a therapist like almost two years ago and I was like I want to try to get out of my own way and that's all I started working on and it's been such a mind shift change to be like the world can say no to you you should not say no to yourself and I just wrote a script that I'm actually very proud of that like took me longer than I would like to admit to actually start to write because I kept being worried that it would yeah. be bad. And like, who, okay, so if it's bad, who the fuck cares? But like, you having your friend be a manager to call the club, knowing what you could provide, and then you providing it, that is inspiration. Yeah, because I knew I could do it, you know? And that's the same same thing too. It's like, I also think I could have been way better like a better performer than I am right now. Had I had not gotten in my own, like I remember years I was like, Oh, comedy is too hard. Like I started off in improv before I did stand up, mm-hmm. and I was like, stand up's too hard. Like just only stay with this. And I was like, why? And finally 
finally, why aren't you challenging yourself? You're good at this. You can be good at that too. And then I did it. But years of like, no, 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 no. Where could I have been now? You are where you are meant to be. There's no more time left to not seize the day. I do like when like those Twitter threads target me. And I do like when I read that they say um, it's never too late to try to start. Mm-hmm. It's never too late to try something new, never too late to start. Because that, I think we tell ourselves all the time. Like, all the time. You, uh, why would you, you can't be bad at this. You don't have time to be bad at this. I'm like, you do, because you won't be bad at it forever. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You're never fantastic at something out of the gate. Even and the best. on top of that, a huge lesson I've learned is the compare despair situation where you... I have a really psychotic thought where I would try to make something or whatever it was. And I would, in my head, have one person's voice who, like, is, like, a person in the world that I, you know, I know who this person is. And I would be like, what would they think? They would think this is bad. And then their voice would tell me how bad it was. And I would stop doing it. And then I realized, like, A, that person has their own demons that they think they're bad. And so it's – and I've only recently been like, I need to shut that fucking voice up. And it is – I think it's kind of normal that every, no matter what industry or world, like everyone has that person either from like their high school or like a group they're in that like they compare or like, well, that person's doing well and I I fuck them because I don't have what they have. But like that person's fucked up too. Exactly. Just like the rest of us. Hello. Have you had, have you had a person that you, you don't have to say who it is, but like, have you had that in your mind where like there's a person that you're like, fuck, I want what they have? I think my biggest thing is it's not a specific person, but it's very easy in this industry, especially in comedy, to like look at other people surpass you. Mm-hmm. And my whole thing is it's like, it's not that they are surpassing me. It's that they were in a situation to get that and you were not at this year time. And the whole other thing too is, I mean, Lady Gaga did beat the dead horse, but she was so correct when she said, there's a hundred people in the room and only takes one. Like it really only takes that one gatekeeper to be like, they got it. And that actually got me to where I am right now. I'm just waiting for the next person to see it. And someone will. Absolutely. And I cannot wait for the next gatekeeper to like fucking wake up and smell the goddamn coffee. Right. It's the producers of Kids Say the Darndest. I hope they see my tweet hey from your mouth to those producers ears well joe i want to thank you so much for coming on this gay ass podcast again high expectations i say this a lot but you uh, i found my sister i really believe that 100 uh, thanks for having me on this was a blast oh my god amazing where can people follow you joe it's at mr d times three that's mrd the word times t-i-m-e-s the number three and that's on all socials but also it's my website mr d times three.com am i on tour right now i am you can probably snack tickets to the rest of both i'm gonna take a quick break this summer i'm gonna be back on tour this fall so stay tuned don't miss it like holla at your boy want you to see me do not miss oh and i'm so glad you recently went to st louis missouri where i'm from and i i heard you loved it so much and i'm so glad that you with my good friend zach noe towers i'm so glad that this the world gets mr d joe dombrowski just here spreading d around the world snaps and that's a perfect way to end this thing Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.